Hey, what's going on, family? Welcome to another episode of The Finance, bro. We have real conversations with real people about money. Today, I got a, a special guest on the show, my boy Garfield. We actually met at the uh, John Maxwell conference in, in uh, the, the end of August, August, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. end of August. So, and, um, you know, I actually, he caught my eye because he had on this, this super clean dashiki that he had on. And I was like, yo, I got to talk to this guy. And uh, we ended up, you know, catching each other on the back wall. And he was like, yo, I need to talk to you too. I just kept looking at you and we linked up and, you know, saw we had the same energy, the same mindset, uh, both, both out here grinding and, you know, both military as well. So that connection was instant. And I'm glad we were able to do it because this guy has a lot of great insight on some things. So before we jump into the show today, I'm gonna give him a chance to introduce himself. And then, you know, we'll do as normal and chop it up. Hey, man, that's what's up, man. First of all, um, my name is Garfield Martin. I go by the Uncle Junior over there on my platform. Um, but man, first of all, even before I go into um, anything about me, man, I appreciate you reaching out. Um, I appreciate you noticing me at the at the Maxwell Conf at the Maxwell concert. You know what I mean? Enough to be able to grow and um, start talking and chopping it up, and eventually getting to the point to where you invited me to be um, on your show and, and part of your life, man. So I just appreciate you for that right off the rip. Um, yeah, so I um John Maxwell certified speaker trainer coach. I um am by day I am an elementary school counselor. I'm retired military and um I did 20 years and 11 days. Um father of <laughs> father of 3, you know, yeah, hey bro, them 11 days count. <laughs> hey, every day counts, yeah, man. <laughs> every day in the army counts, man. So um, father of three, um, three boys, 17, 20, and 27, have two granddaughters, and I recently got married in July, so I'm a newlywed as well, finally got married after about eight years, um, but everything's good, everything's well, I, I have a fitness platform over on Facebook, a fitness group that I run, I have a men's platform over on youtube called the uncle junior network and every wednesday we have a show called elevator dialogue and we go live and it's a men's panel and we sit around and we talk about men's stuff um women are definitely allowed to come in and watch you know but for the most part the information is tailored towards men but at the same time women can come over there and they can learn a lot of great information they can learn some cheat codes about exactly how we think you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, this is a good thing. Or if they raising a son or, uh, you know, a, a grand grandson or something like that, they raising a little boy, you know, they can come over there and get information as well. So um, Which in I a think nutshell, it's kind of what I do. <laughs> that's that's dope. So, yeah, y'all can see he does a, a lot of stuff. Um, and we'll we'll jump into where you can find him uh, later. I'll make sure I put all this, his information in the show description so you guys can go check out the Uncle Junior, Uncle Junior show. Uh, you know, join this fitness um, group on Facebook and all those other things. Great guy, great information. I know, you know, if I if I like him, I know a lot of y'all gonna like him too. So I hope so. You no, know, without uh, I would say without further ado, further um, ado. you know, I uh, so the other day when we were speaking, you mentioned this this kind of like training concept that y'all use with your students starting from elementary school. Can you mm -hmm. can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it's a um, it's a program. That, that our county used and they bought, and it's a K-12 program. K-12 means kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. And the information on there is about learning about careers at an early age, you know, mm. at 
once we all graduate high school, we're going into a couple of different places. You're going back to your mama's couch and play games. You know, you're going to going to college somewhere to play sports or do some academics, going to the military or you're going into the workforce, you know. Um, but what happens is a lot of times when kids get to high school, they haven't been exposed to a lot of different careers, so they don't really know what they want to do or they think they know what they want to do, but they don't understand what it takes to get there. You know, mm. there have, I've had, you know, students to say, Hey, you know, I want to be, I want to live in Hollywood and I want to have a million dollar house and I want to drive a Lambo. And I'm like, well, what do you want to do? And they say, well, I want to be a, a, a elementary school teacher. And I'm just like, well, you know, that, profession is not going to afford you to live that type of lifestyle. Mm. So we need to have a conversation about what, what you may need to adjust in your, in your plan going forward. And those conversations start in elementary school, you know, so those kids get exposed to information then. Um, and by the time they get, you know, the kindergarten through the second grade program is pretty much the same. They talk about, you know, they get to go to a hospital and they get to go to, a, you know, um, like a farm and they get to see what goes on on there and different things like that, construction yard or park. And then once they get third grade, they get the ability, to, the software program opens up a little bit and they get to learn, they get to start researching, um, mm. typing in um, specific professions, jobs and careers and learn about them. Um, learn how much money they make, see exactly how much schooling it takes to go. You know, kids will look at it and say, yeah, I want to be a doctor, and they don't like school, right? So they'll pull it up, and they say, a doctor may make 200-something thousand. They say, oh, yeah, they make all of this money. Then it, at the bottom, they say they got like 8 to 12 years of school. Yeah. And the kids like, I got, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, that's after high school. You know, then <laughs> they start thinking about stuff. They say, well, I don't really like school, you know, and it's not to – you know, it's just kind of opened their eyes up a little bit to um, different careers and what it takes in order to get there. And then, you know, as they get older, you can start having conversations about GPAs and, you know, can you say, oh, yeah, I want to be a doctor. Well, you maybe before you be a doctor, you got to get into college. And before you get into college, you got to have the grades, you know. So and all of that foundation for your grades starts um, in elementary school, you know, you're um, creating those good study habits learning how to read at a at a higher level, math, all of those different things. Elementary school is the is the baseline, you know what I mean, for a lot of for a lot of people, you know. So I'm not saying that, you know, people that don't go to school are, you know, are not going to be successful. I'm just saying that, you know, elementary school is a great start and a great base um for everybody. I think so. You know, so you hit on a, a couple of things there I think are important. And one, I think is the exposure, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've, I've had a, a lot of conversations with people about that specific thing, right? Because I look, you go to these private schools and more affluent areas and, you know, these, these kids are learning these things. They know what it takes to become a doctor, to become a lawyer or mm -hmm. engineer, right? And they know that those things are possible and that there's steps to get there. And I think that, you know, it's, it's extremely valuable to be able to do that, like you said, at a younger age. And that's one of the things that um, I'm trying to promote with the personal finance piece is like, you know, a 
learning about it in high school is cool, but honestly, that might be a little bit too late too. Like think about it. Mm -hmm. They've been been trained on the concept of personal finance since they yeah. were in elementary school. That's a huge difference in mm -hmm. you know, years and years of compound interest, if you will, of them understanding those concepts. So absolutely, um, I think that's that's huge. And then for you, like being able to be intimately a part of that program, do you see that there's a difference or that it helps um, kind of the mindset of kids, like with an understanding of what they need to do to be successful? Yeah, I think it helps with that mindset, you know. Um, if nothing more, I think it um, it at least plants seeds. You know, mm. at that age, you know, mindset is is something. Um, but I I think more so it probably plants those seeds. You know what I mean? And mm. it's like um, not only planting seed, but it's putting in information that. What I mean by they put it, it gives them a certain amount of information, right? And then as they continue to grow and as they continue to learn more information, mm -hmm. they can start connecting that information that they learned in first and second grade with more information with third and fourth grade. And it just keeps building on and building on and building on top of that. And the same thing is like planting seeds. So you planting those seeds early about, hey, these kids know in first grade, in third grade, in fourth grade that after they graduate high school, if they want to be a doctor, they got to do eight to 12 more years of school. So they know that then, you know, versus having to learn that in 12th grade and you, yeah. you thinking you're going to be a doctor. And then in 12th grade, as you find out that you got to do, you know, eight more years of school and you really <laughs> wasn't planning on that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, yeah, having it at an early age is a, is a, is a huge advantage. Um, in, in, in my opinion, man. Yeah. I hopefully I can get some, start getting some things set up to where uh, we can start introducing, you know, some more of these topics with uh, like personal finance and stuff to the younger kids. Cause I, I think there's a, I don't like when people say that, you know, a kid is too young, like, Oh, he's too young to learn that they too learn to do that. Right. Cause one of the things we talk about here is the fact that like children are actually extremely brilliant, right. It's the yeah. adults that dumb them down. You know, so like, Thanks. I think doing that, like you said, I think planting the seed is important because, you know, somebody, because the other part you have to battle is like, they're only with you all for so long, right? They still have to go home. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so at least they'll know in the back of their head, like hey, school told me this, even though you might be hearing something differently in another environment, it's mm -hmm. still something there to make you quite like, mm, I don't know if that's right. You know, yeah. so, which I think is also good because. You know, some people come from homes that will lead them to, you know, to the promised land and they come from others come from environments where it can literally take them as far away from it as possible. So mm -hmm. I think that oh, as I, it's so many different. I don't even think it just ties to money and careers. Right. There's so many things that I think we should start introducing at a younger age. And I mm -hmm. have you ever been like uh, overseas, like to, to Japan or Okinawa or anything like that? I've, um, I was stationed in Korea for a year. So you probably um, seen it then because I had. My Marines, whose children went to the Japanese elementary schools, I was their three-year-olds were doing, you know, math problems that most fifth oh, yeah. can't. I'm like, whoa, what is happening? Oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, this is this is the program over here. They're speaking two languages fluently at mm -hmm. three or four years old. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. yeah, like going to school after missing. school. Mm -hmm. you know, they get home from school and then they got they go home for a little break and then they go do more school. You know, they understand the importance of of education or learning and different things like that and how those things can um can um create um success monetary success in your life so 
and it sounds like this program too focuses on teaching the children how to think as opposed to teaching them what to think yeah and mm -hmm. i think that's also important um because you you see i mean military right like you see all the time like they just oh I, well i was somebody told me this well mm -hmm. did you think through it and see mm -hmm. if it makes sense like nah and i think that's an important skill that needs to also be honed early right because that could be dangerous when your person just takes everything you know at face value all the time mm -hmm. absolutely and then even with like the programs and stuff like that it's like you know if they get it early you know like they're all we're already going to have to use math and use uh, money in our life anyway you know mm -hmm. what i mean so why not start teaching it and learning it early like we're in school doing math anyway you know what i mean why not focus more on the the monetary side of it the investing all of those things but you know we all understand why that's not going to happen and and that's another whole conversation for another whole yeah, day. Yeah, that's a you that's know? a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that's a conversation right there, you know. But you know, it's a good program, and I like it. I enjoy it, and, and the kids like it, and stuff like this. And I think as they got when when I did an internship last year over at the high school, um, I got to work with this program a little bit too, and I kind of added to it. And one of the things that we did was we added in um, housing software, and then like. Um, not housing software. I went, went on like Zillow.com, right? Okay. We went very detailed. So it's like, are you started off with what is it that you want to do in life, right? And they put down, they pick their job and they go on different websites to figure out how much these jobs make, all right? And they figure out what type of car you want to have. You know what I mean? So I want mm -hmm. this car. So they look it up and see how much money this car costs, right? Well, what type of house you want to buy and what city and state do you want to live in? Because that's extremely important too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A, two, uh, a three bedroom house in Mississippi is going to be different than a three bedroom house in Malibu. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. so where do you want to live? You know what I mean? And then, so we talk about all these different things and then we start talking about monthly expenses. All right. How much is it going to cost? You know, first of all, how much money are you going to be making? You know, and how much school loan debt are you going to have by the time you get there mm -hmm. all of that stuff is added it has to be in the equation too and then now they got a whole list <clears throat> of monthly expenses you know the electric bill the car notes the insurance the life insurance the the insurance for this the insurance for that the insurance for this you know what i mean the hulu mm -hmm. all of these different things and they looking at I'm like, you plan on having a girlfriend or a boyfriend? I'm like, they like, yeah. I'm like, well, add another thousand dollars on there. <laughs> trying to, <laughs> you trying to have kids? Add another thousand dollars on there. You know what I mean? So a lot of the things, you know, these kids don't really understand how much, you know, us as parents pay each month mm -hmm. just so they can live in a, in a comfortable house every single month with heat and be able to talk on the cell phone. Like, in order for you to be able to talk on the cell phone, like. I got to have, first of all, I got to have a good credit enough to go get a phone. First mm -hmm. of all, I got to have a job, you know, I got to have um, a whole bunch of other different things, you know, internet inside of the house, you know what I mean? For Wi-Fi, if you want to use it for certain things, if I ain't got paying for, you know, 100% data, you know, so it's like when they see all of these lined up and they see how much all of this stuff costs for monthly expenses, then they like, well, you know what, maybe being a teacher ain't going to really work out for me. Mm. You know, maybe I need to do something else. Or either maybe if I am a teacher, how can I make more money 
doing something else? You know, what else I, can I do to make more money? And, you know, even things about college, you know, saying, hey, look, yeah, you know, because I'm in, you know, we in North Carolina. So it's like, yeah, you know, a lot of people, you know, maybe want to go to UNC or Duke or, you know, some of these big expensive Wake colleges. NC State. Yeah, NC State yeah. right here. So it's like you can go to, you know, a community college for two years mm-hmm. and then transfer to the four year school. And when you graduate, your degree is still going to say NC State, UNC, Duke. You know what I mean? But you save a whole bunch of money. Thousands, thousands, thousands of dollars just by taking those two years and going to a community college just to get those baseline things. Because mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest things is, you know, I see with every day working with teachers is they, a lot of them have a lot of debt and it's because of, you know, they want to go to some big prestigious school and now they got in the school system. They really don't like it, but they stuck because they got their debt and now they not only got the student loan debt, but when they first graduated, you know, they got out, they got them a new car, you know, mm-hmm. when they got their first paycheck, they got them a new wardrobe and you know, a couple credit cards and next thing down there in, you know, in a lot of debt and stress from work at the same time. So um, it just caused a rippling effect, you know. And like I said, being exposed to this information at an early age may help prevent some people from um, making some of those decisions. You know, some students may decide that they're going to go to community college and then go to the four-year university. So, um like I said, exposure to information is huge, especially at an early age, man. Yes. Super huge. Super huge. So <clears throat> now with this this concept that that we're talking about, right? Like I know, you know, you have children. Like so uh, I remember you told me like you sat down with them and went over everything. Can you talk about what that was like? I thought I thought that was really dope. I need everybody to hear this. It's pretty cool. Yeah, man. So I did that, man, with my sons. I um my two youngest sons, you know, at the time I think they were like maybe 18 and 15 or something like that, right around that age. Um, and I set them down and I, and I, and I wrote out a list of how much the mortgage is, how much they cell phone is, how much everything is. And it was like for real. And I was like, yeah, man, I was like, you know what, at the end of the day, you know, I don't live like no King, you know, um, but at the end of the day, bro, like this ain't, you know, no disrespect to them, but bro, at the end of the day, bro, this ain't your house. Mm-hmm. And this ain't your life. Like, this is my house. This is my life. This is what I created. Mm-hmm. You know, not saying that they're not my son and they're not part of my life and not part of this house or this family, but, you know, this is what I created. You know what I mean? You're just here sucking up air. You know what I mean? And and using up all my water, you know? So, <laughs> so this is my life. This is what it takes to live this lifestyle. So if you want this, this is what, you know, you're going to have to do because like I said, this ain't my life. This is, this ain't your life. This is my life. You just, you're just borrowing it for a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're just here, you know, and if you want to have success or if you want to live like this, this is what it's going to cost you, you know? And, you know, like I've said with the other kids, like their eyes was like, like, I think they were in shock. Like, I don't think they really understood exactly what goes into it. You know, mm-hmm. the ability to be able to, to go in, into the refrigerator and open it up and, and get some bagel bites. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> that stuff costs money. Yeah. Like, just to go get bagel bites, I got to have money. I got to have a job. I got to have a car. I got to pay insurance. Like, I got to put gas in it. 
I got to have oil change. Like, I have, all of that have to happen before I can drive my behind over to Walmart to go get some bagel bites. Mm-hmm. You know, so it ain't like y'all just wake up and and everything is just here. Everything you see in this house costs money. Every single thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, you better get on the good foot. The <laughs> foot <you> say. <laughs> what would what would you say their their overall takeaway from that? Would did you notice like it? They were more understanding of of how things were now. Man, no, them jokers still the same, man. <laughs> them, them, them clowns. No, I think um, I would say this, man. People say that as your kids get older, they will start taking on and start listening and learning. So. My oldest son, you know, he was in the military. I think he just got out. Um, well, he did just get out um, a few months ago um, after like eight or nine years. And he's doing army. IT stuff. Yeah, he was in the Army. Mm-hmm. Right. And then my 20-year-old, he'd be 21 in a couple months. I think he's starting to get it. He's not necessarily applying everything, but he's having conversations. Like, we've had conversations about crypto and about marketing and about twitch and about podcasts and stuff like this so um he's starting to come around um the youngest one talks about you know being an entrepreneur getting into real estate owning his own business Mm. and stuff like that so um i will say that yes some of it has rubbed off you know not as much as i would want but at least i know that the conversation that we're having they're not just going on deaf ears yeah so, one um, ear and out the other and i yeah, think that's sometimes so. the it's the repetition and and the i guess the the ability to be able to apply some of those things or like see real life examples in, in action so i think yeah. that was dope because i mean even just that exposure i mean most most kids don't even get what you did like sit down and yeah. breaking down the the hey, here's here's what it takes to run the household from mm-hmm. the insurance to the gas to the mortgage to, you know, if I'm getting the grass cut, yeah. all of these different things. Like, hey man, look, yeah. you see this number at the bottom? Like, this yeah. is this is it. Yeah, exactly. So mean? when I say take out the trash, like, bro, it shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. Like, why is it an issue? You know what I mean? For you to take out the trash. Like, you see all these zeros at the end of this? Like, <laughs> bro, like, and how much of this do you, you don't pay nothing. <clears throat> like, yeah. what, like, and I'm like, bro, what what if I, because four people live here. So what if I charge, what if I split, split up everything four ways you know what i mean like yeah. you gonna have your money on on the first exactly <laughs> so if you ain't got your if you ain't got your money on the first then when i say take out the trash like it shouldn't even be an issue yeah you know what i mean because i'm just like bro when you get your own spot you're gonna have to pay all of this mm-hmm. and you're gonna have to take out your own trash you have to wash your own dishes they already wash their own um, clothes and stuff like that but that's good you got to do you got to do all your own stuff too, and you got to work, and you got to sit down and, and spend time each month to go over your budget mm-hmm. and make sure you pay all your bills. Mm-hmm. You got to find time for your girl, like bro, like <laughs> it's a lot go into this 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 grown folk thing to being an adult. You know, it's funny because you spend your whole childhood wanting to be grown, and then you spend your whole life as an adult wishing you can go back to being a exactly. child. Exactly. crazy. Bro, exactly. That's the game. We spend our whole life trying to work just so we can retire, so we can get our time back. Mm-hmm. A lot of us could retire earlier if we get this information earlier. You know yeah. what I mean? Imagine getting information at 40 versus getting it at 20 versus getting it at 10. And like you said, this kid's getting this information, getting information at 10, they're learning how to invest at 10 o'clock. I mean, at 10 years old, 10 o'clock, I'm way off. 
But yeah, man, you learn how to invest at 10. You start teaching kids how to invest at 10 years old. Man, please. By the time you joke was 18, you know how much their brain going to be swole up with information. Them dudes oh. going to turn 18 and start their own brokerage account and be millionaires by the time they 30. Bro, I was when I was at the academy, that was one of the things that was like most mind-blowing to me. I was sitting there and I'm listening to these kids and they're talking about stock. First off, when I got to college, I had no, like the concept of a stock made zero sense to me. I was like, so Dang. what do you mean you can buy a portion of a company? Yeah. Like you can make my, I just, it didn't, I was like, bro, I've never heard of this. I thought somebody was like running a scheme or a scam or something. I was like, bro, it can't mm-hmm. be real. And, you know, I, I think that all feeds into that education because I think it's two parts, right? Like yeah, we got to, we have to expose the children to it. But like, for instance, like I think, you know, and I don't have children yet, so you can tell me mm-hmm. if I'm right or wrong. But, you know, I think it's also important for if I want my children to be successful and learn these things, I need to learn it so that I can make sure that they're applying it. Right. Yep. I think that's where the disconnect is. Is like, we want these great things, but we're not willing to put in the effort to learn it ourselves to make yep. sure that we can, you know, if the school's providing that foundation, you know, I feel like at home, I need to build on it Yeah, like to make yeah. sure that they're doing it. So I think that's one of the key pieces is missing because the the people the the adults have to do the work and that's absolutely that's one and you know whether it's with money or relationships or everything you know that work and a lot of people you know i've been working all day i ain't i don't want to work on nothing else and it's like that's how you end up 10 15 years dealing with the same problem because mm-hmm. you know you wanted to decompress every weekend at the bar instead of just taking the time to figure out how to make things you know learn things that can solve some issues for you mm-hmm. yeah absolutely man like you would talk about that generational wealth where you have to learn how to create generational wealth. Mm-hmm. I mean, it takes a lot to learn money. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. money ain't it's something as simple as you, you cut on two YouTube videos and now, and now you know everything about money. It don't work like that. Like yeah. money is a, a, is evolving. Money is something you have to continue to learn about because laws change. Um, what's, good in one state may not be good in another state mm-hmm. you know tax laws change you know what i mean other programs come out that are newer that may be better they may be more advanced they may help you be able to better streamline your portfolio like all of these different things so like money and wealth that's something that we have to continue to to learn about you know what i mean it ain't like i said it ain't just something you just learn one day and you just, you know, you just rinse and repeat and just, mm-hmm. just keeps going. No, it's constantly evolving, constantly evolving. Yeah. You know, and and if you're not investing, you missing out, you know. So, yes. like you said, stocks, man. Like, I ain't know about no stocks at 18. I was like, man, what's a stock? Yeah. I ain't know nothing about that stuff. When I went to college at 17, I ended up with two credit cards and, and debt. You know, and and getting kicked out. You know, that was my yeah. my first college experience. You know, wasn't ready for it, but yeah, even that, right? Like, I always thought that it was a crazy concept that kids can go off to college and these people were willing to just give them credit cards. And like, yeah. I get it, right? Because though I'm a, they're gonna the credit card companies are gonna make a lot of money, right? But it's like the way I think is, all right. So if I know that there's a chance. For, for teens to be introduced to credit cards, free money, mm-hmm. they go to college, right? Why would I not make the effort to at least know they understand how the thing works before they get there? Because I can't control whether or not they sign the paper, but I can yep. control whether or not they understand how to use the tool properly, right? Yep. And that's a, you know, I, I, that's something I talk about within the, our household <clears throat> a lot too is, 
you know, <clears throat> anything we don't understand, we teach people to fear it. Right. Mm-hmm. So like credit is one of those big things. It's like, oh mm-hmm. no, you don't just don't use it. Don't use it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I I don't know. I mean, it depends on what you're using it for. Like I but to, credit is a is an amazing tool if you know how to use it properly, right? Like I can I can take a chainsaw and I can do some great things with it, or I can mm-hmm. injure myself or others just off of mm-hmm. my my training of how to use the tool properly, right? And I see credit as the same thing. Credit is a tool that will allow you to do certain things that, you know, you wouldn't have to do otherwise. Like if mm-hmm. I could spend somebody else's money and do something, why would I not just do that for, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, um, but I think that there's a, we got to do better, like teaching people to just look to understand and not to fear. Yeah. I agree, man. A lot of people, I remember the, oh, don't get no credit card. Don't get no credit cards. There's even, um, there are even people out there, millionaires that, are telling that have that tell people today that you don't need credit cards. Um, and I don't get that mindset. Like I don't get any mindset that says fear something, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like you said, learn about it. You know, mm-hmm. I know there, there's people that like hate credit card. No, I'll never get a credit card. And I know people that who get points and points and points off and get trips and stuff off of points and don't have any credit card debt, but they mm-hmm. use their credit card every single month. You know, they just learned how to use credit cards effectively. They use the credit card, they get their points and blah, 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 to pay all the bills, whatever with it. And then mm-hmm. they pay it off from their debit card or from all of their account. Yep. And they pay it off by a certain day, but they've collected all of those points. They've mm-hmm. collected all of those miles and different things like that. So it's, in a way, it's, if you know how to use it, like you win. You, you know winning. what I mean? You win. Especially yeah. if you don't have if you have a credit card that doesn't have an annual fee. It's like you getting all of these points and all of this free stuff. You're using that credit card, but you don't you ain't never paying these jokers no interest. Mm-hmm. So it's like you win. So it's like, but most people don't do that. Most people don't yeah. learn how to manage the credit cards properly in order to really gain those benefits. You know, they're like, Oh yeah, well, I got you know all of these points. You got all these points, but you also got a whole bunch of debt and a whole bunch of interest on top of that. So yours ain't free. You know what I mean? You paying for all of that stuff. So Mm -hmm. no, learn how to use them and credit cards can, can be an asset to you if you want to. Yeah. If you know how to use it. If you know how to use it, you know how to use it. And so for you, when it comes to like, you know, building your businesses and stuff out, like what, what makes you want to kind of ju- what made you want to jump into the the entrepreneurial like world and and start you know making plays plays out here because you got some some great stuff rolling so like what was it was it tied to like freedom was it tied to like you know making the amount of money you wanted like what's what's your what drives you what makes you want to do that uh COVID happened mm. COVID happened and when COVID happened I went in I went deep went to that dark place um and I, a lot and I, of us bro found out who I was really as a man uh, I, I knew who I was I knew I went more in detail about mm. who I was um spent a lot of time alone spent a lot of time running and walking um a lot of great podcasts a lot of great information um and I just got dialed in I thought that when I retired in 2017 that I was going to, um, I thought I was going to get my job, collect my, um, my retirement Mm -hmm. and 
just work a job for the next 20 years and then retire again at 61 and then just do nothing, just work on my, my little bitty farm. That's what I thought I was going to do. And then I started thinking and I started, you know, dialing in and start getting information. It's like, man, I just felt like this life is like boring. Like there gotta be more to life than this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Started getting dialed in and started understanding and learning. And I was like, dude, man, I found out who I was. I found out my purpose in life. And then everything just went from there. I was like, boom, gotta get more comfortable doing this. Gotta get more comfortable doing this, you know. Uh, I'm I'm a man. I'm a creator. I'm supposed to be creating something. Mm. You know what I mean. So I just started trying to create, trying to build, and then it's like, bro, part of your, you know, you got three sons, and um, none of your, you know, most of it, all of their grandparents and uncles and everybody's dead. You know, there's no men in my family right now who are 60 years old or plus. You know, so oh. me at at 46 right now. Like, for me, my kids is really all I got. I mean, my kids is really, I'm really all my kids got as far mm -hmm. as, like, male leadership in the mm -hmm. family. And a lot of my uncle, I mean, my nephews and stuff, kind of sort of the same way. There's not a lot of men around in the family. So it's like, um, and like I said, I got grandkids now. So it's like, I need to be around here, and I need to live for them. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it's like what came out of that is I need to live for them. You know, I'm, like I said, 46. My father died in 2018. So at 46, I don't have no no senior man to call and talk to when I'm going through stuff in my 40s right now. And I got an issue and I'm like, Dad, you know, I can't call my dad and be like, bro, what am I supposed to do right now? You know, he gone, you know. Yeah. So I don't want my kids to be in the same situation I am right now when they turn 46. When they're in their 40s, I want them to be able to call me and be like, Dad, look, I'm going through this, blah, blah, blah. Dad, how did you do this? You know, mm -hmm. so um, all this information that I got, I want to give it to them. Um, but I also know that as a man, I don't have everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I only have some of it. So when I came up with the Uncle Junior concept or idea, it was about trying to gather other men, um, good men, with the wolf pack mentality, and you know me, you, eight other dudes. If we're sitting around talking, we're all going to be men of value. We're all going to be trying to add value to each other. We also can add our own experiences so that the person or the viewer who's watching, um, maybe they won't go through something that we went through. Everybody mm -hmm. going to make their own mistakes, but maybe a conversation be like, yeah, man, you know what? I was thinking about this, but after hearing um, after hearing um, Eric, I'm just like, no, nah, man, I think I'm going to go the other direction. You know, that brother mm -hmm. made a lot of sense, you know. So being able to have other men and their experiences and, and everything come on, I think that that creates a great product that people can find somebody that they rock with or they can find somebody that they don't like. But it's all our opinions and all our experiences, you know. So. Yeah. So whoever watching, they ain't getting just, you know, Eric's um, financial approach. They get yours. They get mine. They get other dudes. So, you know, mm -hmm. they can add more to it. Not saying that one person's perspective can't be great. But now when you got a lot more, you mm -hmm. know, you can take that conversation to a next level. You know, because no matter how much we know, we can, we ain't, you know, we can always add more. You know what I'm saying? We can always keep learning. Mm -hmm. And I think... Anybody, any man that is of value is going to constantly keep growing. So I guess in a nutshell, to sum it all up, man, 
um, the COVID got me and it just got me on fire, man. And just made me want to jump on here, be an entrepreneur, be great. Um, and give information back to, um, other people, um, to men and youth, um, so they can, um, possibly not go through something that I went through. You know, I, that's awesome. Cause <clears throat> you know, there, I think that's a huge part of anyone's growth factor. One, you know, even for you identifying, um, the things that you wanted to change and like the things you needed to implement and then drastically working to do that. Right. Like a lot of people, you know, get to a certain age and like, well, I'm too old now, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, they, and it's kind of like, for me, I see that's like, whoa, are you giving up? Like, why are you giving up? You're never too old, right? You don't, not in too old until you tell yourself you are. But I think that's dope because even the, the ability to have multiple people with different opinions and approaches to things. Right. And I think that's also important because, you know, even though this set way works for me, you know, I'm a different person than you are. Right. So everything, line this way may work for my lifestyle but if you have you know eight different people that you're pulling from now you have you can pull tools from every toolbox as opposed to just one and I'm a big fan of like you know expanding what you're learning and who you're learning from as long as they've shown themselves worthy to learn from Mm -hmm. right and I I think that's a that's a huge a huge huge thing um so for you like how do you how did you go about finding you know because like now you know you got your show and you you have you know some great great guests on it you know it's a lot you know you large follow large lot of loud excuse me large amount of people come on the show mm-hmm. to um to speak and y'all have some real conversations so like how did you go about initially starting to build your network with men of value mm. well i um mostly mostly word of mouth i um knew i wanted to do it i had a couple guys in mind um i really wasn't sure if i was going to jump out there actually this month actually the 18th of this month would be actually the one year anniversary of my first show um, over on YouTube. So um, hitting the one year anniversary. So that's cool with that. Congratulations, but, my brother. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. So um, <clears throat> I reached out to one guy who I know had doing a podcast and we were just talking about it and stuff like this. And I was like, told him what I was thinking about doing and yada, yada, yada. And he was like, man, I was um thinking about getting back into podcasting too. Cause he had had a show, um, a couple of years ago, um, mm. and he was on YouTube and doing his thing and stuff like that. So we had talked about it, and then um, got another guy that that I like. Um, there was the first guy I'm talking about. Name is Vic. The other guy that I'm talking about now is Doctor Easley, um, and we talked about it. He's a rapper and different things. So I knew that both, and the other guy was too. So I knew both of these guys were comfortable being in front of people or, you know, being able to speak mm. or talk on the microphone. Mm-hmm. So um, I reached out to both of them. They joined um, immediately. Um, Vic had could do a lot bit more based off his schedule and what he does. He's been able to be on every show for the most part. And then Dr. Easley, he's a lot on that. He's on a lot now, but he goes back and forth. He has a, his own life and stuff like this. So um, that's how I grabbed him. And Dr. Easley, uh, me and him used to work together at NC State like um back in back in the days so we've known each other for a while and then Vic the first guy we met in Iraq and we stayed in contact and stuff like that so that's how I got them we did the first show and then man um I posted something on Facebook one day um in a group that um me and this guy was in Antoine and um I posted something then he reached out to me he was like hey man can I 
can I call you or something, man? He said, because my, my reply is too much to, to put in the comments or whatever like this. So we had a conversation, and I told him what I was doing. And next thing you know, because we were talking about another platform and how it was trash and stuff like that. <laughs> so I was like, bro, I'm, 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 I already started mine up. So then he jumped on board after that. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. that's how that's how it started. And then um, had other friends ask the people they wanted to be on. And, and it just kind of grew from there. Mm -hmm. so now it's, it's more like people that I know people kind of from word of mouth and then I meet them and then they cool. And I'm just like, yeah, I want to have that brother on the show. So yeah. it's kind of like, I kind of vet the people kind of sort of in a sense, because I want dudes to be dudes of value. Like if you coming on there with a drama and stuff like this, like you just super argumentative all the time. Like, yeah, you know, we, we trying to make, we trying to push the conversation forward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> the joke have been in here for like the last three weeks and I and, and I see it a lot of times when I be on the show and I'm like eventually that joke is gonna come across the camera and it got me today. <laughs> <laughs> but I ain't been able to kill it. Cause the only time I see it is when I'm on show. Yeah. I don't see it after that. That's why I ain't been able to kill it yet. <laughs> you might have to do a fake show. I might have to. Yeah, it's a good idea, man. So yeah, that's how that's how you get guests, man. Like I met you at John Maxwell. You know what I mean? We connect, mm -hmm. met um other people. So um vetting, I guess, you know, and to some people that can kind of be a harsh word. I don't mean it in a negative way, but it's just like, you know, if you want to work with somebody, you want to check and make sure that they kind of check the the, you know, check a couple boxes, you know. Yeah. Um before you, you know, want to work with them because you don't want to be working with somebody who's trash and somebody who's who's only about them you mm -hmm. know what i mean so because that's what's going to happen man yep got you got him yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. yes sir got him people be watching like why you didn't wash your hands like man i'm live right now I'm wash <laughs> <my hands> later. <laughs> hey look i was in the military for 20 years man I, hey. I probably ate a whole bunch of nets oh man let me tell you <laughs> Let in the mermaids, <laughs> dirt, all dirt, kinds of stuff. <laughs> everything. Yep, exactly, man. Exactly, man. That's what's up, though. So, do you do you think that um, the environments that you find or meet people in is like uh, conducive to finding the people with the right fit? Right. Like, there's a difference between meeting someone at John Maxwell, as I guess, opposed to like at the bar at on a Friday night after work. Honestly, um, I think no. I think I think it's because of who, who I am and who who mm -hmm. I attract in general. Mm -hmm. Like I usually don't How attract you carry yourself. I carry myself. I usually don't mm -hmm. attract like a lot of. Um, honestly, I don't attract a lot of like weak men. Mm. If that makes sense. So like, yeah, dudes yeah, are like kind of weak. Like I don't think they're really attracted to. We don't draw each other. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? We see each other. I'm just like, man, this dude. You know, just do the clown or whatever like that. You know, I'm not not necessarily like that, but I just may sense we just may not mesh. You yeah, know, like when just... I saw you, it was just like, oh, I mean, this brother got some style right there. So it's like I don't necessarily pride myself on style. I do have some style when I want to be stylish. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, when I when I know I'm be out in the public and there's a certain space, I will do what I need to do. Yes, you know, it's, you know a little I mean? snazzy. Yeah, so Abra, so game recognized game. I was like, man, this brother clean over here. You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> I need to talk to him too. You know because. You know, regardless, like people say that 
yeah, you 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 can put on a, but you can put on a hoodie and you can still attract the right person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. At the same time, bro, it's like if you put on a suit, and you know somebody else in the suit too, and you it's like when you put on a suit sometimes and, and it's tailored right, it's like you know that person is is willing to take it to the next level a little mm -hmm. bit. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's kind of yeah. like that. You know, it's not necessarily so much the suit. It's like tailor suit and it look good and it's clean and the brother's beard is trimmed up. You know what I mean? The brother yeah. got like a briefcase or he got a nice timepiece on. You know what I mean? Stuff mm -hmm. like that is what draw me, you know what I mean, to, to other dudes. But I'm also drawn to like the people who ain't got nothing. You mm -hmm. know, a lot of it is really about like the energy, man, that people just yeah. Play, yeah. You know? So if your energy is right, we can connect. Whether mm -hmm. we at the bar, whether we at the mall, you know what I mean? One of the dudes who watched my show, he my chiropractor. You know, um, one of the other ladies um, who was on the show, um, I'm trying to say what she does, but she's like, a, um, she 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 a waxer, like she waxes women. That's what she oh, do. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she like she was a parent at one of at, at my school, and you know she watches my show. So I got like, you know, all different types of people who watch the show. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I I spun off on. Um, a different topic or not man but no nah, I, I mean i think it's all there you know it's just <laughs> finding finding people of value you know but i think yeah, i think it's huge yeah. is you know one i'm a firm believer how you how you carry yourself and how you conduct yourself is it's huge and i mean absolutely people forget about you know um i just say you only got one chance to make a first impression mm -hmm. right? and it's like so when you, and i think part of it too is like when you don't have to pretend because it's a part of your life is easy to to display those, yeah. those attributes, right? And I think that's a part of it too, is like, you've done the work, you wouldn't figure yeah. things out. So like that that confidence, that that knowledge, that that cleanliness is just a part of you. It's not like yeah. something you didn't just like, all right, let me rehearse real quick to make sure I'm good. No, you get up out of bed, put your daishiki on, and it's like, mm -hmm. yo, I'm a, I'm a roll. Like, I, yeah. who I meet is who I meet. And I think yep. that's that really helps it. And I think that'll help a lot of people, you know, is doing the work to make sure they're like, you know, you don't have to pretend to be something you're not like, it, yeah, it's it, making it really a part of you. So that like when you go and you do, cause I think a lot of people miss out on opportunities that could have helped them because they, they aren't able to conduct themselves a certain way. Right. And Absolutely. I think that's important, important skill to learn. But like, that's why like you do in this show, like a lot of young men don't know how to do that. So like their yeah. ability to sit there and listen and learn that can help a lot, you know, like just the way you present and carry yourself, maybe the difference between a yes or no, or a lot of things. Absolutely, man. Like image, your image is important, brother. And image ain't just about what you put on. Image mm -hmm. is your walk, it's your style, it's your swag, it's your haircut. You know what I mean? It's how you articulate your words yep. when they come out of your mouth. It's the ability to sit down and shut up while someone else is talking and not butt in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? All of those different things like that that people take for granted you know, being able to effectively communicate with another mm -hmm. man. You know what I mean? Because we have to communicate with each other because there is yeah. always a, there's a, an underlying um, level or threat of violence if we, one of us get out of control. You yep. know what I mean? But there's some dudes that don't understand that. Like, bro, you can't say anything you want to say to anybody. Mm -hmm. You gotta learn that real quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we respect each other as a man. You know what I mean? Long as nobody don't disrespect each other, like we and you, we cool. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But if I know if I come up here and I say something twisted all the side of my neck, I gotta worry about this dude might come over here and, and kick my old behind. 
Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a there's always a threat. And I think that's one good thing about men is that we do do that. We do initially try to respect each other for the most part. And I think that's why, like I said, um, being able to effectively communicate is one of those things that, you know, that we all need to have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, that that communication piece is huge. Like Super um, huge. One of the books I'm reading is like Talk Like Ted. Um, and it talks about it, no matter whether you're, you know, in the public speaking or you're an entrepreneur or, you know, you're in a normal like corporate job where you have to give presentations, like your ability to communicate and, you know, tell a story and, and get across an idea is key to being successful in so many different areas of life. Like, you know, whether it's me and you chopping it up as boys, can we communicate? Like you and yeah. your wife, can you communicate? Like me, me and my boss, can we <laughs> communicate? You know, like in, even in the entrepreneurial world, right? Like if I'm trying to tell someone why they why they should do something or why they need something like the only way for me to do that is can I effectively communicate what needs to be heard right mm-hmm. so that's a that's a huge piece huge and huge check what and even that goes along with the communication I'm just, I think we got the same chair bro <laughs> hey oh <laughs> great minds mic, great great same, minds man same mic same chair I was like bro like there's <laughs> 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 a nice leather seat you got over there <laughs> yeah man um, yeah, man, we gotta definitely have um respect, man. I was here to say something, then I got sidetracked when I made that comment. <laughs> oh man, I can't think of it. I know I got it in my notes somewhere, somewhere. Yeah, we were talking about communication, so something on the lines of there. You said along with having good communication and then something else. Yeah, hold on. I think I got it. Cause I wrote it down on some other notes. Oh man. Oh, relationships. Mm. relationships man are like I don't even I, I can't even I can't even put into words how when um I, I can't even put into words sometimes how important relationships are with people mm. you know what I mean like it's so much about relationships that are important like in relationship a lot of times you hear a relationship people think it's like love or something like that but it's like we talking about race like me and you have a relationship mm-hmm. whether it's business whether it's personal whether it be whatever trading resources whether it be whatever it is we have a relationship mm-hmm. you know i mean and the only way for that relationship to work is if that both parties respect the boundaries in the relationship mm-hmm. you know what i mean so and the i think one of the best ways to get things from people not that you're trying to manipulate or to use people but it is to build relationships. You know Absolutely. what I mean? More people, you're more likely to do something for somebody or offer somebody a little bit extra help or whatever if you have a relationship. People mm-hmm. are more likely to come and talk to you when they need you if you have a relationship. So I think just the the value of just having relationships with people in general is super huge to to men, to their success, and just in general, man, and that goes along with communication. If your communication is trash, you, some of your, your relationships are probably going to be trash as too, you know? So you need to have effective communication with people in order to have effective relationships with people. So, um, and like relationships are huge, man. Like how you talk to somebody when, when you go to, when you go to McDonald's, like, yeah, that person working behind the cashier, but you don't know where that person going to be, you know, five mm-hmm. years, you know, mm-hmm. so building relationships with everybody. Like, I know you ain't going to have a relationship with everybody because everybody not going to click. Yeah. You know, but building relationships is what helped build your network with people. 
people know that, hey, yeah, Eric, he a, he a cool guy. He a good guy. I like him. You know, he always respectful. He always on time. This, these, these things. You run down the whole checklist of all these good attributes and qualities that you have, people going to want to work with you. Yeah. You know, people people want to work with, with people who are value and, and, and ooze, of, ooze of quality. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? People want to work with quality people. People don't want to work with people that's trash. They have bad relationship skills and stuff like that, you know. So yeah, relationships is is, is super huge. And I'm big on relationships, man. Super big on relationships. That's something I had to had to learn. You know, me. I just turned turned thirty in August. You know, still still learning every day, which I've learned is a is a good thing. You know, one of my things now is we tell people is I feel like I feel like I'm in school again, but this time for for life as opposed yeah. to like getting a degree and thinking of it that way has made it pretty fun. What can I learn today? Like, what can I do today? And like that relationships piece was big. Like I realized that was a huge thing for me. The military made it, I can go in there and I could, I could give you a five paragraph order and brief a mission and that would be cool, but I couldn't come out and tell, talk to you about what's going on with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't effectively tell you like, Hey, this is what I'm going through. I need help with this. Like it would all just get thrown into this big ball of aggressiveness, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't really, exactly it being being comfortable doing it but like doing that like you said like i there's been plenty of times i walked in here like i walk into a a restaurant or something i'd be in line and the first six people were extremely you know rude to the person behind the counter i walk up hey yeah. how's your day going like bro, yeah. I, really, I really like your earrings or hey bro yeah. i really I, I like that uh that watch you got on and yeah really hey thanks man it's just like oh i've been having a, a terrible day till you came like blah 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 yeah. like who, and then next thing you know, like their whole energy is shifted just yeah. by being that person to be able to recognize like, yo, and I think about it like, yo, if I was there, like, I wouldn't want to deal with people being mean to me all the time. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so yeah. Yeah, I guess that being a, having a, some sense of awareness about you is also, also important when it comes to that. Oh yeah. You just gotta have the awareness. Man. You gotta have the awareness to be able to correct yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't have the awareness. So they, that's yeah. why they don't correct themselves. They, they mm-hmm. think that whatever they're doing is because that's the way they was born or because it's their sign. Because I'm a Capricorn and this is Aww. what Capricorns do. And I'm just like, come on, man. Like, are you for real? <laughs> like, so I'm not, and not, look, I don't care what nobody say. Look, if, if you that person who really believe in signs, I'm just like, bro, like, you gotta. <laughs> You got to be a little bit more open than that because that means yeah. what you're saying is that everybody is broken down. Everybody in the world is broken down into 12 different types is what you're saying. You know, it's like, that don't even make sense. You mean only 12 yeah. types of people? I got 12 different types of people, more than 12 different types of people in my family. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So I know people that act like all of them at the same time and then none <laughs> of them. You know what I mean? I'm a Sagittarius, so... We are this way, and this is why I do it. And I'm like, really? I'm like, I know some Capricorns who do it, some Aries that do it, mm-hmm. and I know a whole bunch of Sagittarius that don't do that. So stop blaming it on your yeah. sign. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, but that, I think that hits on a, the hidden, the underlying theme with that is accountability. It is accountability, brother, mm-hmm. all day. Like, accountability, because you're saying that it ain't me. It's some other external reason is why is why I'm like this, why I'm mm-hmm. this way. Now, yes, um, external reasons always are the reasons why we are right now. We are we we are where we are today based off of all our actions and decisions in the past. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that means if you 
don't have conflict resolution, then you know you never came to any of my classes. So yeah. I say that to say because in elementary school I teach conflict resolution, really as a school counselor to kindergartners. That's that's actually that's that's something adults need. Exactly. So these jokers ain't learning it in in school. You learn in kin. We learn conflict resolution in kindergartens. Eric and, and and Garfield are in kindergarten, and Eric got the crayons, and Garfield won them. And I snatched the crayons. We learn conflict resolution then. How do we learn how to share? How can I say, Eric, can I use your crayons or vice versa? Mm -hmm. That's conflict resolution right there. We teach that to five-year-olds. So oh, when man. adults don't have it, I was like, bro, y'all act like kids. So... The more and the more I have been a school counselor, the more and more I realize that adults ain't nothing but a bunch of big, big kids. Yeah, absolutely. Like, big kids. It's just now yeah. it's worse because ain't nobody sitting there looking over there so that you yep. better not do that. Ain't nobody yeah. disciplining yeah. you. Nah, ain't you no know, belts and switches flying. Ain't no, no more. belts and switches, man. <laughs> like when I had to go take my when I had to go take kids to like to my trailer to do like um like Lego Club or something like this, when I get them in the gym. First thing I say is, look, they say that if they're like fifth graders, I'm like, everybody here went to kindergarten at some point, right? They was like, yeah, I'm like, exactly. So from kindergarten, kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, all of these years, now y'all in fifth grade, y'all learn how to walk in, walk in the line, right? Straight. They like, yep. And I'm like, y'all learn how to not talk, right? Yep. While we walking down the hall. All right. So that's how we're going to do it. We're going to walk down this hall. Because y'all know how to do it because y'all been doing it for the last five years. Yeah. We shouldn't have an issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they like, all right. And I'm like, but here's the deal. Look, Mr. Martin, I ain't got all my steps in today. So here's the deal. We're going to walk down here once. And if we don't walk down here right, we turn it right back around, coming back. And we'll walk back and forth until I get all my steps. You know what I mean? That's that military. Bro, get it back. Get look, it back. Exactly. Get in the line. And here's the deal. Because what all I'm doing is I'm letting them up, up front know what the expectation is. Mm -hmm. And I also am letting them know what the consequences are if we don't meet those expectations. Mm -hmm. At the same time, if you do what is expected of you, we about to go in here. We ain't got to walk back and forth for the next 15 minutes and we can get in here and start playing these Legos. You know what I mean? So this is stuff that adults need to be need to know. But yeah. most of us have been taught it. At some point, we just don't, we just not applying it. Yeah. It, Most oh. adults, look, I can tell you right now, let's, let's look at relationships, right? I heard a woman on the podcast Monday talk about this. She was like, well, he just have to understand that, you know, sometimes I'm like this. Sometimes I get snappy and sometimes I might, I might, you know, come off the cuff with him or whatever like this. And I'm like, hold up. I'm in the comments like, nah, you wrong, chick. I said, because when you at work for eight hours a day, and your boss is saying this and your boss is saying this, you there biting your tongue. So if you can bite your tongue for your boss, well, I'm I'm the dude you love. So why you yeah. can't why you can't bite your tongue for me? Why you gotta be off the cuff for me and call me out the side of my neck, everything for the child of God, you know, when we get in an argument. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You already said when you at work, you won't be doing that. So don't come home and be doing that. So mm. um, that's I'm just like man. I don't, well, I don't have those problems in in my relationship. So, but. yeah, yeah. But that's that's a. I think that's important though. I mean, once once you get that, I I I've never. That's interesting. Can you you have to send me that show? I want to listen to that one. 
All right, I got you. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I want to check that Definitely one out. Definitely got you. Yeah. But, um, you know, I guess before before we wrap it up today, um, do you have anything you want to leave the listeners with? Like something that you want to like drop on them before we get up out of here? Mm. What I want to drop on your listeners. All right, so at the end of the day, first of all, Thank you for having me on here. I appreciate yes, sir. it again, man. Yes, sir. Um, I appreciate the conversations and everything we talked about, man. I um I enjoyed it. I guess Same. I would leave with your I guess I would leave with your listeners is, you know what I mean? Keep keep pressing. Like keep working towards something. Mm. You know what I mean? Create small goals that eventually will lead to your big goal. You know what I mean? If your big goal is to have X, Y, and Z, then, you know, let A, B, and C, and D, E, and F, you know, let set small goals in the meantime. And what those small goals do, those small goals give you um, confidence and it keeps the momentum going and stuff like that. Because the reality of it is we all can get burnout in things. And this thing called life and entrepreneurship um, and just, like I said, family relationships, all of these things in general, um, it can be hard. So I think it's important for us to, you know, stay on the track, create small goals, and then really, really, really is to take time out for yourself mm. and self-care. And because I am huge, but I'm huge in self-care. I believe that people should do something for themselves every single day. And that don't mean go out, I deserve a Big Mac and a fry. No, I'm not talking yeah. about that. I'm talking about something of some substance mm. that's going to add value to your life. Every day you should do something for yourself, whether it be read some chapters in a book, work out, um, spend time with somebody who who is of value, and y'all learn and share with each other. You know, I think every single day everybody should do something that's adding value to themselves that's going to help them build and grow and become better in the long run, man. So um that's that's what I got to say um at the end Ooh, of the day. And like I said, some, man, I appreciate it. I wish I had one of them things I could press like burr, 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 burr. <laughs> now that was that was that was good. So <laughs> so um where can everybody check out all your stuff at? I know you got the Uncle Junior show, like you know, mm-hmm. let us know every, all your stuff. I'll make sure I put all this uh stuff in the show description as well so you can check it out. But just for for the sake of being here, go ahead and tell them the name of your stuff so they can probably hear it and be in their brain, you know. All right. So you can find me on Facebook um, under my real name is Garfield Martin. Um, but I um, have a fitness group called Consistency Fitness 365. And I also have an Instagram account for that as well. And I have a YouTube channel all by the same name. Um, again, that's Consistency Fitness 365. Um, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook group on that. And the Facebook group is just about, it's just a community you know, people going there and post and talk about what they do and motivate and build each other up and different things like that. Um, and then on the YouTube channel, I do interviews with other people who are into fitness. Um, it's been a little dry for the last few months because I've been focused on other stuff, but um, the plan is to get back in it um, soon. Um, and then what I'm really working on right now is mostly the the Uncle Junior Network, which is a YouTube channel I have an Instagram account for that as well. Um, And we have a show on there right now called Elevator Dialogue, which is, um, it's a a, a show that just talks about things from men's perspective. It's a panel show and 
um, have good conversations and good topics from different perspectives. So feel free to to jump on over there as well. It is called the Uncle Junior Network for a show because, I mean, Uncle Junior Network for a reason. And it's because the Elevator Dialogue is just one show. And in the future, I plan on having other shows mm. that's on there. So it's like NBC or CBS or you know another TV channel where you can go in there, you can watch different shows. You know what I go mean? Go ahead, big dog. I yeah, see you. Man. So I'm gonna have a whole, whole, whole show, whole network, man. And you know, anybody who's interested in into anything like that, if you want a show that you know you'd like to have on there, then I'm more than willing to at least sit down and, and have a conversation with you about it. So. And I'm a, I'm the, I'm a one man show man producer all of those things so I love it though hey yeah. edit my own videos and stuff man so <clears throat> and those are skills that you have forever you know mm-hmm. and if you can you can teach like it's it's cool and it's something else you get to spend time learning you know I I I've been doing a lot of studying on um like you know dementia and things like that and they're showing that the trend is because when people stop learning your brain like mm-hmm. any muscle starts to atrophy. So I'm like, yo, I, I'm trying to learn every day. Like I don't keep learning, man. <laughs> exactly. Look, I'm over here. I, this one I'm on right now. Oh yeah, I, I just finished reading that one. That's a good I know one. You got it. Yeah, yeah I'm reading. Yeah, the, I, I'm reading read a chapter on consistency right now. Okay, that's yeah, a man. good. That's a good. But when you finish that, let me know. We uh, we might be able to set up a couple masterminds and run a couple. Why not? Why not, bro? I'm down. Definitely down. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk we'll, we'll we'll talk offline for that one. <laughs> yeah, we talk offline with that. Yeah, <laughs> but um, funnel and everything. Oh yeah, but um, you know Garfield, I wanna wanna thank you for being on the show today. Definitely dropped a lot of gems, man. A lot. You know, I'm glad uh, to have you on here. You know, with the show so far, it's been mostly people my age or younger on here, so it's nice to get a different perspective of someone who has you know um lived some more life and has some more knowledge to drop. So. Um, definitely look forward to doing some more work with you in the future. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm definitely jumping on your show too. So can't wait yeah, to man. get on there and, and chop it up with everyone. So it'd be a good time, but you know, when I, I just appreciate the, the push to, to move forward as a unit without worrying about who's getting what. And I think that's the only way to, to be successful is when, you know, you have the mentality that everybody eats, which is what kind of yeah, what I worry about. So, absolutely. um, you know, I just appreciate you displaying those attributes and us being able to build together. So, Um, that's all I got for everyone today I want to thank you all for listening let's get in the smoker thank you for listening to the finance bro if you feel like this episode has added value to you today then please be sure to go to Amazon and purchase a copy of my book The In The Smoker Mindset you can also go to my website at www.inthesmoker.com and sign up for my budgeting course you can also find more information on my financial coaching and credit repair services and if you really want to help support the brand you can also purchase some merchandise let people know what In The Smoker is about All right. I hope to see you next week. Let's get in the smoke.